Coming up, will your raise keep up with inflation? I'll break that down. And then fake jobs? Is this a thing now? Apparently it is. And you won't believe it. That's next. Let's go. Helping you win in your work life so that you win in your life. This is the Kid Colbert Show. I'm Kid. So will your raise keep up with inflation? My goodness, we're always hearing about inflation, 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 inflation. Where is it? Is it up? Is it down? Is it going away? All the things. So let's talk about a very sensitive topic. And this is, uh, oh gosh, I, I can feel, I can feel the pent up frustration ready to release at me. Please have an open mind and let me walk you through this. Your raise probably is not going to keep up with inflation all the time. Sometimes it will. But frankly, we should never be attaching raises to inflation. Now, this is going to ruffle some feathers because you're already feeling like this is so unfair. And I've seen a lot of commentary online that gets people fired up about the injustice of my raise not being compared to inflation if i don't get a raise to keep up with inflation i can't live let's watch a very popular youtuber and his take on the issue and if you're not getting a raise every year you are literally losing money due to inflation. U.S. inflation is about 2% on average. The last month in January of 2019, it was 2.3%. The average salary raises that people get in the United States is about 3.1%. So your total raise is really 1.1%. Now, there are some industries that offer a higher raise than others. So in software, I've seen anywhere between 7 to 10% raises, but that's still nothing compared to what you could get by just switching companies. Working and climbing up a corporate ladder is not the way to make more money unless you really intend on somehow making it to CEO or CFO or CTO or whatever it is that you're trying to do. You don't make big gains in money by climbing the ladder. You do that by just switching companies. Okay, see, this is the kind of advice that is partly correct, but it really steers people the wrong direction. Now, Fluke is right that you can get a big bump when you change jobs. We saw that certainly during the Great Resignation. But you can't do this all the time. Let's just say you keep hopping, you move up, 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 up. At some point, you decide for the sake of discussion. Because I can't tell you what the amount is, But if it's three job hops in a year or two years, when you keep applying for something else, at some point, a company's going to look at you and go, wait a second, we've got a pattern here. They may not be in a position to where they want to hire somebody that they're worried about leaving in six months to a year. So you eventually run out of places to hop. He says something that's completely incorrect, that you can't get substantial raises by getting promoted. God bless him. I don't want to use ageism here, but he's not old enough to even understand the concept. I'm not sure that Josh even shaves. And I'm having a little fun here, but he just doesn't have the life experience. He's talking to a bunch of young people, and he's giving them bad information. You can get a raise. So let's talk about a better long-term strategy. Job hopping 
is going to eventually limit you because you look like a flake who's looking for the next hot ticket. You look like a player. You remember that phrase? You know, oh, this guy's always dating. People don't want to marry players. They eventually go, nope, he's a player, and you're going to end up limiting your potential. So why don't you invest in your best resource, you. Invest in yourself. In fact, work harder on you than you do your job. And I promise you, Mr. Fluke and those who follow him, you'll be fine. You'll make plenty of money. So what am I talking about? Instead of hyperbole, excuse me, hyperbole, and just throwing out emotional candy like Fluke has done in this segment, and and, and people do all the time on social media, just designed to let you join their club of griping and complaining. How about we focus on some practical strategies to grow yourself? There are five qualities that all of us have. And here's what's great. If you are a zero in any of these qualities, with hard work and intentionality, you can become a 10. What are these qualities? Number one, likability. How likable are you? Do people want to be around you? Do they even know that you exist? Likeability. The more you like others, the more likable you become. This is just called being a decent, enjoyable human being. Be interested in others, and all of a sudden you become interesting. You can actually grow your likability factor. Number two, coachability. How do you receive instruction? How do you receive correction? You want to win in life. You want to grow. You're going to have to be coached in the form of instruction. Here's how we do it here. And you're going to have to be corrected. A good coach and a very good player have a they have a symbiotic relationship because both know that they're good for each other. If I do a good job coaching the player, the player helps us win, and I win as the coach. The player says, if I'm open to my coach, my coach is looking at how I'm doing it and pointing out where I can do it better. He's not trying to dishonor me. He's not trying to humiliate me. He's trying to help me. The third quality, reliability. Can people trust you? Is your word good? Do you do what you say you're going to do? Do you do what people ask you to do and you agree to do? Are you trustworthy? The fourth quality, adaptability. How do you handle change? Do you freak out? Gripe? Come up with all the reasons why we shouldn't do change just simply because you're uncomfortable? You're scared? Develop a muscle for adapting to change. It makes you highly attractive. Because the nature of business, the nature of our ever-changing world with technology and the interconnectedness of this global economy means that people are going to have to deal with change. Do you accept change or do you reject it? Finally, honorability. Are you honorable? Do you treat people with dignity? Do you act with integrity? Honorable. People can look at you and say, there's an honest person with high character. Likeable, coachable, reliable, adaptable, honorable. Hey, you work on those qualities? Guess what happens? You separate yourself from everybody else. And all of a sudden, you become extremely promotable. People go, 
That's a rock star. So if you focus on being promotable, you're not going to have to constantly be looking for the next train to jump on to try to get incremental increase in income. The real assets that you have to grow your income is not the ability to read a job board and win an interview. It is being likable, coachable, reliable, adaptable, and honorable. This will give you freedom. Freedom of choice because you'll be a very attractive candidate. You won't have to hop. You'll just keep on climbing. Trust me, it works. This is The Ken Coleman Show. Welcome back to the Ken Coleman Show. All right. couple stories for you in the world of work that uh, we could call this segment the wacky world of work. That's what we could call this. I remember growing up uh, watching ABC. I don't. Nathan's the only real sports fan in the booth. The other guys, God bless them. Christian, a sports fan? No kidding. Well, so growing up as a kid, Nathan, I don't know if you, this is probably uh, too old for you. But it was called Saturday. It was Saturday. It's called World Wide, uh, uh, Wide World of Sports on ABC, and it was great. The Wide World of Sports. Today's this segment could be called the Wide World of Wacky Work. We could call it that, right? This is this is wacky stuff. I don't know where Alex, the producer, comes up with this stuff, but he must be on the deep dark web. Um, this story is unbelievable. Here's the headline. Chinese woman held 16 jobs for three years and never showed up to work. <laughs> I just want you all to process that for a second. If, if, by the way, I'm going to keep going, but I could stop there and go, this is exhibit A of horrible leadership. This is fraudulent. It's a scheme. I'll unpack it. It should never be able to to work leaders who are plugged in and aware and engaged and truly in charge would never fall for this nonsense here's the story the scheme brought in an estimated seven million dollars and involved 53 other fake workers this woman this chinese woman this happened in china which by the way if it's happening in China, it's happening here. Okay, if you're wondering why I'm bringing it up, this is why. It's a massive problem in China with at least 700 gangs collectively working the, the system to pull this kind of stuff off. So here's just a little bit of background on it. The lady kept track of all of the jobs she had on a sheet of paper. And then when she would interview for a new job, she would post pictures from that job interview on her other company's work channels claiming she was meeting with clients. This is a complete and utter fraud. When she got more job offers than she could handle, you know what she did? She passed the job on to a friend taking a commission on the role. 
This is this is. I mean, now you have to admire it. You, it's completely fraud, and there's no integrity. But the ingenuity of it, you have to go. That's fairly impressive. Just to be able to keep it going herself. Now, the dubious leadership, this should never happen. She starts getting jobs, and she hands them off to her friends and takes a, a finder's fee, if you will. Well, how did it unravel? Well, an internet tech CEO saw that one of his employees let slip that he worked for another company at the same time. So he hired, he, he looks into an eight-person sales team that he had recently hired. Now listen to this moron. This guy is a moron. He hired an eight-person sales team, and this is what he said. They were very impressive. So he hires an eight-person sales team. They have a 90-day probationary period that a lot of companies have. We have something similar here at Ramsey Solutions. Well, they do in the first 90 days. Do we want to keep them? <laughs> he sees this, this post from one of his employees that he's holding down another job. So he goes, he starts paying attention to this eight-person sales team that he hired. And they showed no progress at all. They were part of the fake employees. They did nothing for 90 days. And this bonehead figures it out and fires them. But soon after he fires his team, the group's leader accidentally shares an image in a work channel that he showed he had also been employed somewhere else, prompting this, this uh, tech CEO to then involve the police. And that's how they figured it all out. This lady and her 53 cohorts were ripping this company off. Folks, didn't do any work at all. Labor fraud is a massive problem, as I mentioned earlier. In one instance... You ready for this? One of these gangs infiltrated a company by successfully getting one of their members hired as an HR rep who then went on to hire the rest of them. It's 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 dead wrong, but it's pretty freaking smart. I know what. Let's get one of our pals hired as an HR rep. And they do nothing but hire all of us, and we do nothing, but we just collect the checks. Folks, you're, you have got your head in the sand up to your shoulders if you don't think this is happening in the United States. This hasn't been reported on. Or maybe it hasn't. We haven't found it yet because Alex hasn't seen that page on the dark web. I don't know. But I'm telling you, it's happening. All right, now, how about a different kind of fake job that we've actually talked about on the show? And this is getting some this is getting some uh, some media attention. Uh, this is a Business Insider profile on a lady named Celia Arias, forty two year old business coach and former tech employee. She's from New York City, and so I'll summarize this because basically here's what she says: I had two jobs where I actually believe that they were fake jobs, and what she means by fake is. I was hired under one job classification. When I got there, they basically said, we just want you to do this over here. And 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 the second job that she refers to is, because they, they hired her as operations and didn't want her to do operations at all. And they kept her for a while, and they fired her, and then they sold the company. All right, we'll tie that back in in a second. Second job she gets, she makes $130,000, 
And she was, again, hired in operations. She started doing operations until they said, no, we just want you working on branding initiatives to make the company look good because they were preparing the company to sell. So this is her take. She said, this has happened to me twice, and I've talked to other people this has happened to. It's essentially, we look good on paper. Our resume looks great. So they hire us. And we are a part of the sales process. They're going, look at all this talent we have. And everything is about making the company look as attractive as possible to get the best exit price. So what they do is they hire people, not for the work they're going to do, but for making the company look good. And we reported on this earlier this year where we had multiple stories that we shared on the show where employees of big tech companies, we're talking Google, Microsoft, Salesforce, said we were paid as much as $250,000 a year and we did nothing. Literally had nothing to do. And the reason was is because these tech companies wanted to hire them to keep their competition from getting them. Now we have this story where this lady gets hired in operations. They say, all we want you to do is do stuff with the marketing branding team to make the company look good so we can sell it. So this is what she means by a fake job. And this is happening. And people are taking these jobs and getting paid really good money and essentially doing nothing at all. And, 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 and you wonder why things cost so much now? You got companies like this that are taking a payroll and they are ballooning it up. They pass those costs on to the customers. And it's all about posturing. It's a play. They're playing us, folks. Because they just want to cash out. They just want to cash out. And some of you are going, Ken, I would love a 250000 job where I did nothing. No, you wouldn't. You'd like it for a while. But you're sitting around doing nothing all day long. Your soul slips slowly out of your body. Now, if that's you, I feel I feel for you. If you think you can just walk walk through life like a zombie and collect a nice check, go for it. All power to you. It's not all it's cracked up to be. So here we go. Companies faking jobs to create fat salaries, fat talent payrolls, all to sell the company. And in both cases, by the way, she was fired. Because they want to show all this great talent and then say, oh, we're going to cut costs to make the sales price even more attractive. It's a game, folks, and they're playing us. Welcome back to the Ken Coleman Show. Hey, if you are enjoying the program on YouTube, we would love your support. You can actually help us grow with very simple actions. One is to like the video you're watching. That's a thumbs up right below the video. Subscribe to our channel and share a video if you think it will help someone else think, feel, or act in a positive way. And uh, via your podcast app, if you're listening via your podcast, give us a follow, a five-star review, and share the show. Let's go now for a coaching session to Atlanta, Georgia. Eric is joining me there. Eric, you're on the Ken Coleman Show. Hey, Ken. I hope you're having a great day so far, and thanks for taking my call. I am. Would love to find out what's going on. How can I help? 
Yeah. So I've been following you for a number of years now. Um, I've read your books, you know, listened to your podcast, and I've kind of just put career aspirations on the back burner for like the past six years. I've just had to get a job um, right out of college. Just I needed a tool basically, you know, to get out of debt, um, grow professionally, and really just learn to how to survive day to day to get a paycheck. Um, and I've kind of, you know, I got some big things in my life now. I got a seven week old. Um, Congratulations. And my, thank you. Thank you. And my wife and I are trying to buy a house in the spring. Um, and I'm going to turn 30 this year. So I'm just thinking, you know, I know there's never a, a right time to do this, but maybe this is a time to consider a, a career pivot if, it, if there is any good time. Um, you know, the job I'm in now, it's great um, in, in terms of benefits and the perks and things like that. Flexibility um, uses my talents and skills, but it's just there's no mission there for me and there's no heart in it. Um, and honestly, I've been burnt out since day one of this job, but I just, you know, sucked it up and kept doing it because I needed to. Um, so really my question for you is, you know, I have my talents and skills that I'm using. Um, you know, the passions are there, I guess. I just don't have the mission. So what's the, what's the mission or result that's not, not there for you? Efficiency. Um, and there's efficiency along the way. I basically am a glorified case manager, uh, for it's private dispute resolution. Um, and it's just, it's very reactive job. You know, I don't like conflict myself, but my job is to help resolve it. Um, so I'm just looking to see, you know, how do I get into another industry? If and what, honestly, I'm what doing, was your uh, uh, what was your passion results in the Get Clear assessment? Uh, planning, analyzing, and finishing. Planning, analyzing, finishing. Okay, for our audience, this is the Get Clear assessment that measures what Eric does best. That's his talent what work he enjoys most, that's passion, and then what results motivate him to get excited, get out of bed, get fired up, stay fired up. That's mission. By the way, you can get the assessment at kencoma.com slash assessment. 15-minute uh, assessment. And by the way, it's going gangbusters. This is a self-awareness tool. So, Eric, we got to look at this right here, and I wrote these down because planning, analyzing, and finishing, um, that's about analyzing things, coming up with a plan and making sure the plan is finished. That's how I would turn those into a sentence. And it doesn't sound to me like you're doing much of that at all. No, everything I do right now is reactive, just day-to-day money. That's the problem. Stuff. That's yeah. the problem. Nothing not challenging. Yeah, so you want to be so you want to be analyzing things, coming up with a plan based on the analysis and then executing on the plan so that things are running efficiently. That's your jam. So you need to be in a job that does that. Here's what I tell people on the assessment. When you get your purpose statement, that becomes your job description at a high level. And you need to be spending three-fourths of your day in that purpose statement. I mean, we all got to do grown-up stuff, and we got to do stuff we don't love to do sometimes. That's part of the deal. But we shouldn't be spending half or the majority of our day doing things that we're not good at, that we don't enjoy, and that don't produce results that we care deeply about. You understand that. Right. So I you just called me to get my opinion on whether or not you should move on and you should, but you should not move on until you have something to move to. So with all the responsibilities on your plate, even though you are burned out, you can hang on long enough to go to something. I don't want you to leave something. I want you to go to something. And so now you're looking and your purpose statement in the get clear assessment is your job description. And you need to be in the area of operations, project management, uh, 
analysis, process. It's all about process. You need to be in process work. If it's not process work, you need to avoid it. But if it's process type work, then you're all about it. And so um, I don't think that's going to be difficult for you to find in the greater Atlanta area. I do not. Not in today's economy. They're looking for somebody who's 30 years old who's got some experience, who loves getting into the details, and after analyzing, coming up with a plan, recommending the plan, and helping drive the plan to completion. When I talk about that, does that get you fired up? It does, and I can see myself in so many different jobs. I think that's yeah. my struggle is of committing to an industry or no stop <laughs> stop thinking about the industry nobody i don't care about the industry you could be you could do that in healthcare. you could do that in the in the business sector you could do that uh in 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 so many areas so many areas you could be in manufacturing biotech technology it doesn't matter the industry all industries need people who are operationally talented that's what they need we got to we got to make sure we solve problems and efficiently execute on solutions. That's your jam. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it still sounds just like a job to me. Like, Why? <laughs> Why does that sound like a job to you? When was the last it time you... It ex- like a fun career to just do process stuff. Well, that's because um, you're looking... Well, that's because you're looking at it the wrong way. Let me ask you a question. What would you do all day tomorrow... If I paid you double what you what you make now, and you get one day to go, this is what I'd want a work day to look like. Describe it for me. Well, I, I've thought about it, and you know, I originally wanted to do engineering. Um, I'm good at fixing things, problem solving, um, and then I kind of switched over to the academic side because I was good at writing, and kind of ended up in, in this legal field. Um, so I've gone back and forth between those two kind of fields. Yeah, but you didn't answer um, my question. You sound like a politician on a Sunday morning <laughs> show. You get one day, one week. Come on, man. This is an exercise where your heart will reveal the answer. I already know the answer. I'm going to put it to you one more time. And I want you to speak from the heart. What would you be doing for a week, a month, a year, if I said you get to determine what you're doing on the job Describe it. I think it'd be fun to kind of have a hybrid job for um, you know, do some office work, but then go out to like a project site um, to, to deal with some construction issues or things like that and kind of be like a consultant or something like that. Yeah. That's it. I just don't know how to get there. I mean, so, uh, <laughs> the funny thing is I work in a construction um, division in my company. So I have ways to kind of get there, but, of course you go back to school. No, you don't need to go back to school. You already got an engineering degree. You got all. No, I I don't have an engineering degree. Sorry. (laughs) All right. I misspoke. If you're going to do engineering work in that construction area, you may need an engineering degree, but what is the path forward for you? It's the proximity principle. Do you have my book, the proximity principle? I do. And I've read it. Then use it, bro. I'm glad you (laughs) called me, but my friend, Who's doing that kind of work that you just described to me? There are people doing that work. How'd they get there? Do you have to have a degree? If you have to have a degree, could you go work for a firm or in, in, in a, or a business that says, you know, we want you there, Eric. And so we're going to hire you and pay you, and then we'll pay for your education. It's out there, man. You just got to go look for it and find it. We know what we're looking for. So you need to get some gumption, my friend. 
I get it's scary, but none of my advice involves you leaving a job and being unemployed and your little seven-month-old starving while you live under a bridge. None of that exists. It's, I know the work that I want to do. I know where to find it. I know people who could tell me where to find it, and I'm going to go find it. And when I find it, I'm going to learn everything I can learn about it and figure out what it is I need to do to get the gig. Folks, you could do this. Eric, you can do this. You must do this. You know exactly what you want to do, and it is fulfilling because you would see yourself doing something you're good at, something you love, producing results that matter to you. This is The Ken Coleman Show. Press on. Thanks for listening to The Ken Coleman Show. For more, you can find the show on demand wherever you listen to podcasts and watch the show on YouTube. You can also find Ken across all social media by following at Ken Coleman.